Good morning, Toronto. You're listening to Stretch 5 Sports, your local source for weekly sports news, big and small. Heard first on Morning Mixtape on CJRU 1280 AM in Toronto. Spring is in full swing and so are your favorite sports. There's a load to talk about this week and we're excited to deliver it to you. I'm Christina Flores-Chan with Alex Baumgartner, Nate Kennedy, Andrew Yang, and Curtis Martin. And let's get right into it. The International Olympic Committee's executive board has announced that the Tokyo 2020 Summer Olympics, set to take place this summer, will not be open to international spectators nor accompanying guests this year due to COVID-19 concerns. The announcement doesn't come as a surprise to most Olympic broadcasters across the globe, many of whom have been gearing up for the summer of 2021 for over a year now, including Canada's very own national broadcasting network, CBC. CBC's Executive Director of Productions and Sport, Francois Messier, told Olympic News that they intend on sending out 130 members of their staff to Tokyo to report on opening and closing ceremonies and Team Canada's biggest events this year, like diving, gymnastics and basketball. The remainder of Olympic coverage will be back home in Toronto and Montreal, reporting virtually from inside the studios. Messi says that CBC is no stranger to remote production and has been adapting to the new style of reporting since the 2014 Sochi Winter Games. We'll see how it all plays out this summer, but for now, here's Alex with an NHL update. We're back with an NHL update, and the Florida Panthers from the Discover Central Division currently is at first place in the National Hockey League with 56 points after 39 games played. In 39 games, the Cats have 26 wins, 9 regulation losses, and 4 overtime losses. The Tampa Bay Lightning lost 5-1 of the Detroit Red Wings over the weekend, pushing them behind the Panthers after the Cats won 3-0 against Columbus. Florida is doing this without their star defenseman Aaron Ekblad, who is out 12 weeks and will miss the entirety of the regular season. Their star players Alexander Barkov, Patrick Hornfist, and Anthony Duclair all missed some time down the stretch. A few teams are right on Florida's tail with 54 points in Tampa Bay, Washington, and Colorado for that top spot in the National Hockey League. In other news, the NHL trade deadline is just around the corner. We're just a couple days away from the April 12th deadline. No big moves have happened yet, but expect a couple teams to start selling. The Columbus Blue Jackets could be one team that you might want to keep their eye out for. Nashville is in a playoff spot, so a couple of their players that were on the TSN trade bait list might not be moved. That's including Mikhail Granlund and Matthias Ekholm. For you Toronto fans, the Leafs are still first place in the Scotiabank North Division. They are just in front of the Edmonton Oilers and the Winnipeg Jets, who both have 47 points in 38 games as of Sunday, April 4th. That's all I have for the NHL this week. Make sure you watch out for the NHL trade deadline on April 12th to see who will get moved and what teams will be selling and what teams will be buying. Thanks, Alex. With the opening weekend of the MLB season coming to a close, the Jays concluded their three-game series against the New York Yankees to begin their much-anticipated 2021 campaign. The Jays started out strong, winning their first game of the year on Thursday by a score of 3-2, with the Jays infield turning a few key double plays down the stretch and three straight strikeouts from Julian Merriweather to shut the door in the 10th inning. Teoscar Hernandez, last year's silver slugger, also started the year out red hot, batting 3-4 with a pair of runs scored and an RBI. After dropping the second game of the series 5-3 on Saturday, on the back of a good outing from Yankees pitcher Corey Kluber and their bullpen, the Jays bounced back with a 3-1 victory yesterday on the back of two home runs, courtesy of Vladdy Guerrero Jr.'s solo home run and Randall Grichuk's two-run shot. Merriweather made his second appearance of the season, recording the save along with two more strikeouts. 
With the Jays sitting tied for second in the AL East three games into the season, they start their next series against the Texas Rangers, looking to carry their early season momentum with them into Arlington. Now let's send it over to Curtis Martin with his coverage on the World Championship of Curling. On Thursday morning, the world of curling turned all eyes to Calgary as the 2021 Men's National Curling Championships got underway at Olympic Park. This year's championship is more important than usual, though, as the top six of 13 teams in the tournament qualify their country for the 2022 Winter Olympic Games in Beijing. Representing Canada, hometown boy Brendan Botcher looked to continue his success after winning the Briar a month earlier and bring Canada its first world championship since 2017. The tournament got off to a rocky start, though, as Team Canada found themselves down 5-2 to Team Scotland halfway through the match. Canada would rally and come back as they would score in the sixth end and seal two more in the seventh, taking, taking the lead 6-5. to five. In the final end, with Canada up two, Scotland, with their final shot of the game, can't get all four Canadian stones out of the rings, giving Canada a 9-6 to six win, their first of the tournament. Later that night, Canada would continue its winning ways as they beat Japan 8-5 to five and Denmark 7-5 to five in their only match on Saturday. Sunday morning, Canada would face another hard test in Team Switzerland, who won bronze at the last Worlds in 2019. In the first couple of ends, Canada and Skip Botcher couldn't find their touch, missing two shots at the end of the second and third to give the Swiss two steals and a 2 nothing lead early in the game. After Canada scored one in the fourth, the Swiss would respond again, scoring one in the sixth end to keep their two-point lead. Canada would respond the next end, scoring two. In the final end, down one, Switzerland would curl to the button on the final rock of the end to tie the game and send it into extra ends. In the final end, facing a steal of two, Canada's botcher with the final shot of the game tries for a draw to the forefoot, but comes up late, giving the Swiss a 6-4 win. Canada would come back a couple of hours later and beat the Netherlands 7-6 to end the day. Canada currently is tied for third in the round-robin standings and will look to continue their strong play against their border rivals in Team USA on Monday at 11 a.m. Now we send it to Drew with more basketball. Is it a bird? Is it a plane? No, it's another super team being formed in the NBA. After agreeing to part ways with the San Antonio Spurs, veteran center LaMarcus Aldridge has decided to sign with the Brooklyn Nets, joining forces with James Harden, Kyrie Irving, and Kevin Durant forming what is essentially the most decorated squad since the 2019 Golden State Warriors. Aside from that, star center Andre Drummond has finally found a new home after months of rumors surrounding his future with the Cleveland Cavaliers. Drummond was picked up by the Los Angeles Lakers, meaning that he'll be playing alongside LeBron James and Anthony Davis, making the Lakers only that much more stronger and that much more dangerous. As for some good news in the league, former Celtics phenom Isaiah Thomas signed a 10-day contract with the New Orleans Pelicans. Thomas is expected to make his debut sometime soon for the first time since February of 2020. Moving to the NCAA, the Men's March Madness Tournament saw the Final Four battle it out to determine who would go to the championship round. Baylor's defense shut down Houston, sending the Bears to the March Madness Finals. But it was Gonzaga's matchup with UCLA that got people jumping for joy and out of their seats. After a made layup by UCLA's Johnny Juzang to tie the game, Gonzaga's Jalen Suggs took a half-court shot at the buzzer to send the Bulldogs to the finals. In the women's bracket, it was down to two, the Stanford Cardinals and the Arizona Wildcats. 
With 5.5 seconds remaining, Arizona's Ari McDonald took the shot to win the game, but unlike Jalen Suggs and the Zags, that shot didn't sink, leading to Stanford winning their first championship since 1992, their first in 29 years. Thanks for listening to this week's segment of Stretch 5 Sports on Morning Mixtape on CGRU 1280 AM in Toronto. And as always, wherever you're listening from, good morning, good afternoon, and good night. We'll see you in the next one.